You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Simcox. It is Friday and tomorrow. My Horn Frogs take on West Virginia. If you hear some background noise, uh, my apologies. I have my youngest son with me, Baby Sawyer. He is uh, four months old. And normally I wouldn't even try to record while he's here. Uh, but it just kind of is what it is. That's how things shook out today. So here in segment one, if you hear him talking, that's what's going on. His takes, I don't think they're as good as mine, but he likes to interject from time to time. Here in segment one, we're going to talk about this West Virginia game coming up tomorrow night. And then in segment two, we'll actually let you hear a little bit from Jamie Dixon, TCU basketball coach. Big 12 media days for basketball is earlier this week. Uh, and that's coming up fast. Actually, you know, the Frogs will get underway in November. Totally different team, a lot of transfers. So we discussed that and a number of other things at uh, the yearly press conference that they do with all the coaches. But TCU, they're 3-3 three and three, heading into this game. Um, really fascinating matchup. West Virginia's offense is not very good. They've really struggled uh, with the offensive line. And kind of similar to TCU, this team with pretty high expectations. They had a lot of guys coming back. They're 2-4. and four. Uh, but it's, it's been a bunch of close losses. And they did beat Virginia Tech earlier this season, who at that time, when they beat them, was ranked. Now, uh, Virginia Tech has kind of fallen off a little bit, but uh, they beat North Carolina to start the year. They've been up and down. West Virginia won that game. They lost a really close game to Tech. Um, you know, it, they're coming off a bye week. So this should be a pretty fascinating matchup. Jarrett Dagey, QB, been around for a little while. Um, and they've kind of played two quarterbacks. They have a freshman who's more of a running threat that they'll use at times. Uh, Letty Brown is is their bell cow of a back, but they haven't used him as much. And the main reason for that is the big weakness for West Virginia on offense is that offensive line. So can this be a week? You know, O'Shawn Mathis has popped a little bit lately. Had a couple sacks in that Oklahoma game. Um, so we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. But you got to get to the quarterback. Can Kyrie Coleman and O'Shawn Mathis take advantage this week against West Virginia? Another reason I think the uh, matchup between this offensive line and defensive line is interesting is that Gary Patterson in his press conference this week did kind of hint at, you know, against OU they went to some three-man fronts, which is not something he likes to do. They've obviously run the 4-2-5 forever. But they've had so many issues on defense um, that maybe that's a way to protect the secondary. You know, you saw last week – OU guys just running free, wide receivers going everywhere, miscommunication all over the place. Um, So maybe that three-man front and an ability to play more zone coverage will cut down on that a little bit. Noah Daniels, I don't expect him to play. You know, I I think at this point the thing with Noah, and and I still don't really know what's going on there, but you just can't expect him to be on the field. Um, It's it's a, a plus if he's there but it's mainly going to be C.J. Caesar. Travis Hodgins-Tomlinson is probable, according to Gary Patterson. That was back on Tuesday, so that's huge news. You need him as your number one corner. Now, that safety position has been a mess all year long. So I expect West Virginia, a team that has struggled to run the football, even though Lady Brown's a great running back, I think they're going to throw the ball a lot on Saturday um, and just see if their offensive line can stand up and pass protection, and especially if, you know, TCU is going to go to some more three-man front looks. Um, does that get them the opportunity to let Daigie stand back there and make some plays? So this TCU defense versus the West Virginia offense 
is the most intriguing matchup of the weekend to me because it's kind of weakness on weakness. Both these teams have struggled. You know, GP said on his radio show last night when he was talking to Brian Estridge that they've had a – it wasn't super encouraging. He said they've had a tough week of practice on the defensive side of the ball as well. And they were watching film on Thursday and it's still not clicking. And he basically told the guys, hey, you got to stop feeling sorry for yourself. You have to go out there and play. So I, I don't really know what to expect from the TCU defense um, tomorrow night when they kick off against West Virginia. But hopefully it's a chance for this group to get some confidence, get on track. And I think that all starts with the defensive line. Can your two rush-ins and Mathis and Coleman get to the quarterback? Can you put West Virginia in some second and long, some second and, uh, you know, behind the, the sticks situations? Uh, because if you can, then maybe you're able to get off the field and give this offense time to work. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, like, I will, I will uh, admit, I was wrong about this offense. I really was. I think this TCU offense is good. And I feel like they're going to have a good opportunity against a, um, a solid defense in West Virginia tomorrow. You know, Neil Brown's teams have had TCU's number. They held them to six points last year when the Frogs went up to Morgantown. You know, it was a pretty horrible and convincing loss. Um, but the balance of TCU's offense – has been pretty astounding. They're one of three teams in the Big 12. I saw um, this stat on Twitter yesterday that's averaging over 200 yards passing and 200 yards rushing in each game. Zach Evans, probable. I hope he's able to get a lot of carries. I imagine they'll have him on some sort of pitch count like they have all year, especially with him coming off a week where he did not play. But Kendra Miller still available. Um, Max playing through that broken foot. His mobility seemed um, pretty shot against Oklahoma. So I, I think he's going to stand in there and have to make more throws, which worked out against OU. He did that really well. Quentin Johnson coming off a huge game. Need more of that. Need to give him more chances and those one-on-one opportunities because he's a guy that even if he's covered, he's open because he can always go up and get the football. You know, he played basketball at Temple. He was a really good basketball player in high school. He can go up and get the ball over that, def- that defensive back like he did on Saturday night, uh, last Saturday night against Oklahoma. So can this TCU offense – keep it rolling can they find balance and as good as they've been I think the big thing for them is not leaving points on the board you know had a couple had a fourth down conversion that didn't work out last week they've just had some opportunities in games this year as every offense does where um, left some points on the board whether it be a turnover or a breakdown on a drive um, need to score need to score fast hope this team can win convincingly and springboard into the rest of the schedule. You've got a K-State team that's really struggling next week. You have Kansas on the horizon, Baylor on the horizon, uh, but it starts tomorrow with West Virginia. If you can have any chance of kind of salvaging some of these goals that you had before the season, you have to find a way to beat the ears on Saturday night. Uh, we'll have plenty of coverage of it on Monday. Thank you for tuning in. Coming up next, Jamie Dixon talking at Big 12 Media Days. Okay, Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Here we go. Here's Jamie Dixon at the podium earlier this week talking about his basketball team at Big 12 Media Days. Yeah, certainly looking forward to it. I, I obviously, uh, I think we're all in the same position with a lot of new players, and uh, but excited about it. It's, uh, it's uh, college basketball, uh, the, new, uh, the new era, and um, we've had a good summer. Uh, had a good uh, uh, practices in, in the fall here and uh, had a scrimmage already um, and uh, looking forward to our next one coming up. And uh, But pretty healthy right now. Uh, off today, obviously, 
um, needed a day off. We got, got after it pretty good the last couple of days. And so um, looking forward to our group. A lot of new guys. We've got Francisco with us. We've got uh, uh, Mike Miles returning guys. I guess you could say we got four returning guys, but two of them really didn't play last year. Francisco, obviously, that hurt us, him not being available. Um, and then uh, obviously, uh, and then really we think uh, Eddie, Eddie Lampkins is really is a, is a new player in a lot of ways, uh, even though he was with us last year. So uh, again, uh, excited about our new guys and, and, and excited about the improvement of our returning guys as well. Okay, questions for coach. We're gonna start on the outside right. Jamie, Drew Davison, four-star Telegram. Uh, you mentioned, you know, kind of a lot of new guys. How hard is it with so much turnover and, and you know, just getting the chemistry built up? You know, I've, I've embraced it. Obviously, we weren't quite in the uh, transfer mode the, the last couple of years. I think when I came to TCU, I mean, obviously, playing there and, and the type of school we are, I didn't, you know, transfers and, and uh, was not, you know, probably the, the way I thought we would go, but obviously the game has changed. I had one transfer in 17 years at Pitt. Uh, so uh, our thing was developing guys, uh, watching them grow over four years or, or have some guys go early uh, to the, in the draft. But it's, it's a new, it's a new uh, era. It's a, it's a new time, and, and now I've embraced it. So uh, uh, and certainly we did this summer as, uh, um, you know, you just try to improve yourselves, and we certainly did with the, with the transfers. But as I tell everybody, and, and uh, you know, I, I was with some NBA practices this weekend, and, and they're asking, how do you do that? How, how's it now? I was like, well, you know, the thing is now we're practicing in June. I mean, we have our guys. And, and maybe before you had two hours, now you have four uh, to work with your guys. Um, and maybe you're doing shooting drills and skill work and type things. But now it's, I think, uh, for us, was five on O, putting stuff in, uh, five on five as the summer progressed because uh, the guys wanted to do that. And so I just think you have, you know, you really have a, a, another couple months to prepare your team. And the reality is, uh, you know, you're going to have older, more, uh, more bigger, stronger, more mature guys because of the transfer. And, and then you just got to get them, really it's, it's putting them in your system and, and getting the guys to play together. But giving them those opportunities in the, in the, in the summer now, June, July, uh, you know, uh, September as well. And, uh, and then obviously practicing in, in, in early October. So it's, uh, I think it's been, uh, I've embraced it and, and look forward to it. And I think the guys like it too. I think the players like it. I mean, that's what they're here to do, get better and, and compete and, and, and play. And we're certainly doing that here now from uh, uh, almost year round. I say, you know, the, the, a lot of things talked about the NCAA and different things and what could have been done, what should be done. And, what what they're doing, but the the reality is, you know, we, we're we can work with our guys almost, you know, 49 weeks of the year now. I mean, that's that's really our schedule. Every 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 uh, schedule within the rules, uh, probably gonna give up two weeks off there in the in the uh, finals. But they're gonna be on campus. They're gonna be uh, uh, working out. They're gonna be with the uh, uh, strength coaches, GAs on their own, voluntary. So. You know, we, you, we've got the time. We've got the opportunity. You just got you got to uh, uh, you got to get them uh, playing together. Questions for coach. Another question on the outside right. <clears throat> yeah, Jamie. Just uh, speaking of those transfers, just what have you seen from e Emmanuel Miller and and. Micah and, mm -hmm. and just the type of impact in, in this, especially from a scoring perspective. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, physically, as I said earlier, these are guys that have played in, in major conferences. They're, they're, uh, uh, they've gone through the, the battles, and, and, and their bodies are uh, more developed than a, your tip than a freshman. Um, so, you know, that transition has is, is, uh, already been uh, accomplished somewhere else. Um, but they're just two guys that play really hard. Um, they're, uh, they, they give us a nice combination. We're kind of playing them as interchangeable forwards, if you will. Both can handle the ball, both can shoot the ball, both defend, both rebound. Um, it, it's, it's really, you know, we've certainly upgraded our, uh, that spot, those spots uh, since last year. And um, I really, I'm excited about our group. I mean, we've got 12 good players, uh, guys that, you know, belong in the Big 12 and, you know, might be the deepest group. I think we've had a lot of good players. Uh, we've had a number of kids go to the NBA since, since we've been there. Um, but this could be the deepest group that we've had as far as those 12. Now we've got to stay healthy, and that that's, certainly hasn't happened in any of the five years I've been here. But, uh, um, you know, we, we, we've got to do that, and, and I think we can have some good depth this year, um, unlike any year we've had. So uh, that's what we've been trying to get to, and I think we're heading in that direction. But uh, those two guys stand out. There's no question because of where they've been, who they are, but I think they've had, uh, made big strides this summer. Further questions? Good opportunity to get that information you'd like to have. Got a question on the aisle in the middle. Coach Jeff Call, Desert News. Uh, BYU and TCU had quite a rivalry there in the Mountain West. Uh, do you think when BYU joins the conference here in a couple of years that that uh, rivalry will spark up pretty quickly? You know, I wasn't there for that. I'll take your word for it. Uh, but uh, uh, was that basketball and football? And, and uh, well, I'm looking forward to it. I was in the old uh, uh, WAC uh, back in the day in Hawaii, and uh, we had a nice rivalry with uh, BYU uh, with, the, with the football games and, and, and basketball games as well. So uh, I, I, I appreciate I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a great thing. I think uh, uh, we, we – uh, uh, as far as adding the teams and BYU included of those four teams, we certainly got uh, four great programs, both basketball and football. And I think uh, there's no, no way that we could have done any better with, uh, and, and BYU is a big part of that. They're, they're ranked in football. They'll always be good uh, in basketball. It's a tough place to play. I've been there many times. Uh, haven't won there many times, uh, but uh, uh, looking forward to the opportunity. And I know, I know that uh, um, that, uh, and I had heard about some, some of the football games when they were playing against each other. So uh, certainly, uh, we're, we're looking forward to it. I, I think we, like I said, we 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 landed on our feet uh, uh, real well, and uh, BYU is a big part of that. Question in the middle, second row. Yes, sir. Coach. Andy Mitz, Land, Land Grand Gauntlet. Um, Mike Miles spent some time with the under-19 team this summer. What have you noticed uh, that's different about his game, and how has that helped him getting ready for this year? Well, I mean, uh, you know, I think uh, he was kind of a little bit uh, under the radar coming out of high school, so it was a little bit of a surprise uh, with how good a freshman year he had to some uh, from outside. And then, uh, uh, but uh, obviously I was there with the, the under-19s, and, and uh, he clearly established himself as one of the, the best guards, and, and uh, if not the best guard. And then really as the, the tournament went on, he, he really played well, especially in the semis and finals. So, um, so I saw the growth there. Um, you know, things uh, – he's really taken on the things that, that we've asked him 
uh, or told him that he needs to improve on to get to that next uh, to the next level. And uh, uh, I think the one that stands out to me that other people may not uh, uh, recognize is 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 uh, his conditioning. Uh, uh, his body has changed since he got to TCU. He came in a little chunky, to be honest. And um, uh, his body fat has changed dramatically. His conditioning is way better. So those are things that I th really thought we had to address. I think he's more of a, a leader, which um, uh, you know just comes with uh, being you know a second-year guy in our league. I mean that's that makes you old in this league now, uh, as far as or at least a veteran. Uh, so um, those things really stand out, which are the most important things really for a point guard, I believe. Uh, I think he's going to be a better defender. We'll we'll see how that goes going forward here. Um, but I do believe he's going to be a better defender. And those are really the three areas that I talked to him about improving. But uh, you saw it in the in the USA basketball, especially in the last two games, the championship game and the semis when we really needed him. And um, uh, um, that, that was a great sign for us going forward. So it was a great experience for him, uh, a great experience for TCU to have a guy on that. We've never had a guy at, at playing at that level uh, in the history of TCU. So playing on the under-19 team, having success, winning a gold medal, uh, was great for him and great for us. That'll do it. Enjoy the game, everybody. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening when you did this week. This is the Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.